This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. It's MPB Season Pass on MPB Think Radio. No Jay White today. Jay is still recovering from an illness uh, from last week. He was here yesterday, though, and he's got us a good interview with uh, Alcorn State head basketball coach, um, Alcorn State head coach Montez Robinson. So we'll have that later on in the program. We'll wish Jay the best and hope he uh, he returns to the program pretty quick. Uh, we are efforting right now. Joy Lee McNeilis, the head women's basketball coach at USM, will speak with uh, Danielle Murray, the head coach for the women or for the swimming and diving program at Delta State, as they are having a banner season. They'll be sending eighteen swimmers and divers to the NCAA championships in Indianapolis or excuse me in Birmingham next week so we'll talk to him and as I said Jay White will have an interview uh, that he conducted yesterday with head coach from Alcorn State Montez Robinson he is a uh, having one of the best seasons Alcorn has had in quite some time it's uh, I believe it's only the second winning season in the program's history not under uh, Davey Whitney so a big a big time for uh for for Alcorn State basketball right now. Unfortunately, they are under an NCAA postseason ban, so they will not be able to play in the postseason tournament, which is unfortunate because they've had such a wonderful season. All right, Coach McNeilis, I think you were the snap. Sorry about that. We have a phone oh, issue. Yeah, dead air is always good for uh, for radio. But uh, thanks for joining us this morning. We uh, we were happy to have you. And uh, first of all, congratulations on on the season to date. Thank you very much. We're really excited. I will tell you. This team is really overachieved, to be very honest with you. It's quite amazing uh, to see how far we have come uh, with no post players and how hard our teams have bought in and have really, really worked extremely hard to be able to achieve some success. Yeah, let's give some folks a little bit of context about that. You guys uh, were picked to finish, I believe, eighth in Conference USA. And if you right. beat the uh, Lady Texters tomorrow night at Reed Green Coliseum, you will be uh, slotted third. You'll get a buy in the conference tournament, which will be next week in Birmingham. So that, uh, that'll that be quite an achievement. And talk about that buy, because, uh, you know, everybody always talks about it this uh, time, of, time of year, this postseason play. It's real hard to win a conference tournament without a buy because you just play too many games. It's so many games in a row. Rosters uh, get kind of worn down. I mean, these guys, these ladies aren't super human so you know i get tired playing right. back-to-back games well you know we've got to win on tomorrow night i mean it's a big game for us tomorrow night to get the buy one of the teams is going to get a buy that plays tomorrow night uh the other one is not going to get a buy and you know it's just a really really big matchup tomorrow night here at reed green and we just need a lot of people to come out and support this team but just to tell you a little bit um we lost a couple of post players in august due to some personal reasons And, you know, our team, to be very honest with you, I've always been a high-low coach, uh, worked on the high-low and with guards playing on the perimeter and those things. And here we are at the end of August getting ready to start skill development. We'd worked all summer on high-low action and all those things. And we had to change everything. Um, And I will tell you, our players really bought in um, to the whole change that we had to make. Uh, to be able to give our players the best opportunity to be successful, um, you know, during our during our time of not having any post players, but truly, our tallest players five ten. Now we list six foot, but really they're five ten. And you know, honestly, the pace that we've had to play. You talk about buying the tournament. The pace we have to play, which is very fast. We have to play fast. We have to play 94 feet. We're going to pressure you in the full court. Our defense is going to generate our offense. We have to do that because we can't guard post players on the block, uh, particularly if they got three ball shooters and you got a double and they kick it out with three ball shooters. We just can't do that. So we've got to do everything we can to keep post players off the block. And obviously when you press and make them shoot, shots that are quick, then it gives us an opportunity to be able to go and score the other way. And that's kind of been our philosophy all year is, you know, we're going to press, we're coming at you with an attack mentality defensively. Uh, we don't have to double box, so the point guards usually get back, so we we try to double box to get against go against the bigger post players. 
we've had to work extra hard. I mean, we practice wide open every day. Most teams do. Uh, but at this time of the year, most teams cut back. We can't cut back. And the reason we can't cut back is our bodies are conditioned to be able to play through the course of a game. In the fourth quarter, we've been very successful in fourth quarters when other teams have died. We've been able to press on just because of the solid way that we play. Um, so, again, we've got a group of young ladies that is truly bought into the process and is is willing to go all out. Now, to be honest with you, not get a buy in the tournament, it's four games in four days. And for our team, that's very difficult to do. Yeah. It will be very difficult three games in three days. Uh, we went to Vegas and played in the tournament uh, during the Christmas break, and it was a situation, three games, three days. Uh, we played our first game was against the University of California that in most everybody in the state seen Mississippi State and how big they are. Uh, this team was bigger than Mississippi State. Um, and we played them first. They were currently at that time ranked 20th in the nation. We played them as close as I could ask my team to play. I mean, we played our behinds off. And then we go in and we play Xavier the next day that uh, had received some top 25 votes. We lose to Cal. We beat Xavier, played extremely well. And then on game three, a team we should have beat was a team we lost to because we were totally zapped. Um, so I do think that we're in better condition. I think we're better mentally than what we were at Christmas to be able to go into the conference tournament. But this game is so important tomorrow. Um, we started talking to our team about it being championship week, not next week, about it being started this week. So I think with uh, that mentality, it will prepare us for tomorrow night. And our feisty bunch, as some of our fans have referred to us as, uh, has been really fun to be able to coach and, and to be able to watch them have success. Yeah, that ball game tomorrow night is against Louisiana Tech. Of course, Louisiana Tech has a very rich history in women's oh, basketball good. as well. So they, I believe it's at 6 tomorrow night at Reed Green Coliseum. Yes, and it's a special day because... Senior night too, I believe, huh? 65-year-old and older, they're our guests tomorrow night. They get in free. All they've got to do is show their ID that they're 65 <laughs> or older, and they get in free. How many... When I get to be 65, I'll be pretty fired up to show my ID to get in somewhere. Yeah, and I, I'm 33, and when somebody asks me for my ID, <laughs> I usually give them, I, I give them a hug to do that. Coach, this has kind of been a trying year for you, but I want to go back to what you said earlier about how you had to kind of change your style of play. It was a trying year with the health issue that we'll get to in just a minute. I don't want to make that the whole focus of our discussion oh, here sure. today, but that's got to be, a, uh, that had to be difficult, and having to change the style of play that you had. Talk about your assistant coaches and how big of a part they have been and played oh, in this season. We'll see, and, you know, I had assistant coaches. I've got new assistant coaches other than Coach Pauline Love that played for me. Um, I added Coach Kylie Hill that was at Valdosta State 16 years as a head coach, uh, came in, and he has been an integral part of our success. Uh, you know, when you have another head coach on the sideline, it makes a big difference. It makes a big difference in preparation, you know, because you have someone there that has called the shots too, is it? And, again, together you can challenge each other and make each other better. And then I brought back uh, Lauren Pittman from Wayne County and started over at Wayne County for Gina Skelton. Uh, Lauren played for me here as well, and she and Pauline were teammates. And so we have worked very hard. They do a tremendous job in um, helping our players in their skill development, helping them understand why we're doing things. And it's great to have two former players on your staff um, because – when they played for me, we were 94 feet, too. So it helps them un help the players understand what the process is about, why we're doing the process, and what we expect in the end result. And, you know, I truly believe that no one is successful by themselves. No star player, no coach, no CEO of a company. If you don't have the people that are better than you around you, you can't be successful. And I've got coaches that are better than me that have helped us be successful. And I'm truly blessed in that aspect. 
All right. Well, what a, a testament. I hope my boss is listening to the radio right now, so he <laughs> he hears uh, he hears that. Coach, let's talk about a couple of players on your uh, on your team, specifically guard Brittany Dinkins. She has had yeah. a great season. She's a finalist for the Gil, uh, the Gillum Trophy, which of course goes to the best women's basketball player in the state of Mississippi. Uh, she leads Conference USA in steals. She's uh, she's sixth in the country in steals. She's the third leading scorer in the conference uh, with eighteen points a game, or a little more than eighteen points a game. Uh, where would your team be without her? And uh, how big of a role has she played this season and keeping everybody on task and uh, and winning these 19 games and uh, only dropping nine. Yeah, well, I will tell you this. B. Dink uh, came to us from Miami. She's a Miami kid. Uh, came in as a freshman, and she was a starter for us as a freshman. In her second year, she kind of had a little bit of the sophomore slump, and she struggled. She really, really struggled. And, you know, at that point in her career and in her life for the first time sitting on the bench coming off the bench was very tough for her she wasn't sure at that time in her life should she look for another school should she stay what should she do and you know we're very thankful that she chose to persevere press on get better and step up and be a star for us she had a good junior year she had a great she's had a great senior year we wouldn't win without Brittany Dinkins no doubt she is our energizer. She smiles all the time. She hypes up practice. She hypes us up in games. She's more than just a player to us. She's our energizer. She makes things happen defensively for us. That in turn creates her offense. Uh, she's a very emotional player, which I embrace because I think so much of the game is emotion. And I do think you have to keep it in check. But at the same time, B. Dink is truly the heart and soul of our team. Most teams will tell you, they go as their point guard goes. But that's usually what any college coach in the country says. I do not say this for the first time in my coaching career. We go as Brittany Dinkins goes, and she's our two guard, uh, because she means so much to this program, more than just scoring baskets or getting steals. Um, and, you know, some days she'll come into practice and she's at exams and she's struggling because she hasn't slept much. And she handles me getting after her and saying, B, we got to have you. We got to have you. You got to crank it. <laughs> and so she has really uh, grown in our program in every aspect of her life. And I can't be more proud of anyone else than I am of Brittany Dinkins uh, staying through the course keeping her eyes on the goal, putting her trust in the process. And, you know, I'm, I'm just really, really proud of what she's accomplished. And, you know, I want this year to finish strong for her because she deserves that. Coach, we can't uh, let you get out of here without mentioning mentioning it uh, just a bit. You've had a little bit of a health issue this season. Uh, first of all, how are you? Uh, how are you feeling now? And second, I saw on Twitter uh, a couple of weeks ago that John Calipari and some other coaches around the uh, the country, both men and women's basketball, reached out to wish you uh, a, a well a recovery and and uh, and to get back. Of course, you're back now with the team. But like I said, how are you doing? And uh, that's got to be encouraging to have so many colleagues and and folks from around uh, the game of basketball reaching out and uh, and wishing you well. You know, I'm very humbled and very uh, overwhelmed by the people that have just taken the time to reach out, whether it be text, whether it be Facebook message, uh, whether it be cards, whether it be calls. So many people have put me on their prayer list. And, you know, I am a believer that God is in control of every bit of this. And just like Brittany Dinkins persevered through her career, that's what I plan on doing. I... Uh, I believe that God has a plan and a purpose for every bit of this. Um, I'm at first, I'll be honest with you, I ask why. Uh, but I believe that uh, he can use me in many ways to be able to be a witness to other people uh, that tough times don't last. Tough people do. And uh, I'm just excited to have the opportunity to be back on the court with our players. Now, I do give out a little bit more. Uh, but I had been doing that since December, to be very honest with you. Um, but I thought it was my heart, so I'd take free aspirin, and I was okay. <laughs> I felt like if I could keep my blood thin enough that uh, if any arteries would clog, it would keep seeping through, and I'd be all right. <laughs> uh, but little did I know that uh, I had cancer, and that was where my pain was coming from. And so I will undergo surgery at UMC and Jackson 
on March the 22nd, and hopefully that'll be after we win on Friday and win a conference championship for these players to be able to truly enjoy their success. One other player I do want to mention is LaShara Cotton. She's a Mississippi native from Cleveland Eastside. Her dad is the boys coach there at Cleveland Eastside, Coach Cotton. That young oh, yeah. lady is one of my seniors, too, and she's been with our program. She is truly a class act. She is a starter for us at the four spot. And in our last six games, she's averaging 10 points for us. So she has truly surged and been a major key for us to be able to be successful late in our season. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned her. I had her down uh, listed right here. But I had no idea her dad was the uh, the coach up at Cleveland. Um, well, Coach, I, I know I echo uh, the thoughts of everyone around the state when I say that we uh, wish you nothing but the best. We hope everything goes well with the health uh, issues. And we hope everything goes well tomorrow night, 6 o'clock, Reed Green Coliseum. The Lady Eagles will play. I guess they're still called the Lady Texters, Louisiana Tech, right. for Lady the Texas, yep. for the right to uh, have the first round by in the uh, Conference USA Tournament. Coach Joy Lee McNeilis, thanks for joining us this morning on MPB Season Pass. Thank you all. Thank you for having me on as well. Appreciate it. God bless you. Yes, ma'am. That's Coach McNeilis from USM. We'll be back to talk some swimming and diving from Delta State after this. It's MPB Season Pass on MPB Think Radio. Listen to stories and shows. Go to mpbonline.org. Mississippi Public Broadcasting presents Melvin Williams' Down Home Gospel. With this show, Melvin Williams' Down Home Gospel, I'm kind of going to take you on a little journey. You're going to get vintage, traditional gospel music right here on MPB. Premiering March 4th at 6 p.m. on MPB Television. It's the new administration's first 100 days, and the news is coming fast. Protesters arrived here. Keystone XL Pipeline. The Affordable Care Act. New refugee Obamacare. admissions for 100. All things considered, we'll be here to help you make sense of it all. Listen every day. Hi, I'm Dr. Jimmy Stewart. Join me each Thursday for Southern Remedy Kids and Teens on MPB Think Radio. Each week we talk with you about the health issues that are facing your children. From acne to concussions to diaper rashes and tonsils, from potty training to allergies to braces, and everything in between. It's Mississippi's free weekly pediatric clinic on the radio. Listen to any of our episodes on demand through the MPB Public Radio app and online at mpbonline.org. Southern Remedy Kids and Teens, this morning at 11 on MPB Think Radio. MPB Think Radio goes off the beaten path with diverse perspectives and award-winning content, attracting an audience who appreciate honesty and value. Sound familiar? Reach your target audience with an MPB underwriting credit. For more information, go to mpbonline.org. This is MPB Think Radio. Thank you all. I really enjoy your show. I thank y'all so much for what y'all are saying and doing. Y'all have a great show here, and I really enjoyed the discussion. MPB Mississippi is our mission. MPB Season Pass on MPB Think Radio. Sam Wells here with you today. Going solo. Jay White should be back next week. So we all wish him uh, wish him well as he is uh, he is still recovering a little bit from uh, uh, from being sick. So uh, Jay will be back hopefully next week. As I said, we will have an interview that he conducted yesterday with Alcorn State head basketball coach uh, Robinson later on in the program. But right now we're going to talk a little Delta State University swimming and diving with Daniel Murray. Delta State w- uh, will send 18 swimmers and divers to, or, or is it 25, Coach? We've, we've actually got 26 total athletes that are going to, to Birmingham next week to compete. 
Okay, so 26 swimmers and divers going to uh, to Birmingham to compete in the NCAA D2 uh, Swimming Championships. First of all, congratulations. What a what an accomplishment that is uh, uh, for your team. Thanks very much. We've, we've got a great coaching staff this season, and uh, you know all the athletes have put in a lot of hard work over the last 28 weeks. It's full starting in that. You're starting to see uh, all those results show uh, up based off their hard work. So it's been, it's been a great season so far. Well, Coach, let's talk about the season uh, just a little bit. First of all, uh, we'll go to the diving part of it, uh, frankly, because I'm not as familiar with the, <laughs> with the diving part, and we can get into the swimming in a minute. But she'll have uh, four lady, uh, or uh, excuse me, um, four statesman divers going, and then three lady statesman divers going uh, to compete in the, I guess it's the preliminary competition on March 7th. Uh, you, that's great that you've got so many folks, but you've got a couple of repeat uh, divers as well in this event, so that'll help out uh, with some nerves. Because I would, I swam a little bit in high school. I think I told you last time we spoke, and I know when you step up on the block, it's real nerve wracking. But you just got to dive in the pool. Di- diving, you've got to remember all sorts of things that you've been working on throughout uh, throughout the year. So I'm sure nerves do play a factor. Uh, you're exactly right, and. Uh... Really, the divers have been a really uh, strong component of our team this year. With with our sport, it, it is swimming and diving, and not not every program and university sponsors diving. Fortunately, we do here at Delta State. But uh, with our aquatic center, we've got one of the best diving platforms really in the South for Division Two. And uh, I tell you what, diving has been fantastic for us this season, both on the men's and the women's side. Being able to take seven athletes to have an opportunity to to get into the the national fault line uh, meet is going to be fantastic for us. Uh, you know, being able to, to pick up some points and every event is crucial when you're, when you're going to the biggest stage. And uh, the divers have been doing great. They've been, uh, they were actually here this morning going over a lot of other dives, just kind of getting ready to, to get up and perform in the morning, which they're going to have to do on Tuesday next week. But our uh, diving coach, Kyle Friesenon, has been, been great at helping develop and getting a lot of confidence with, with these athletes with their dives and, and trying to challenge those dives up on three meters as well, which which is the high dive portion of uh, the competition. So we're we're look, looking forward to to seeing them compete next week. And uh, just talk about the, the the mental aspect of a uh, of a diver. Of course, William Ashwell, Nick Martin, Eli McBride, Kyle Westner are going to be your divers from the men's side. Uh, Kenzie Bloomquist, Haley Leonard, uh, Leon Le- Leonard, and uh, Casey Moore will be the lady statesmen who will be going as well. Kind of a daredevil bur- uh, bunch, isn't it, Coach? I mean, you, uh, like I said, we we swim a little bit, or I swim a little bit in high school, and you see across that way that platform, the three meter, like you're doing all these flips and spins and twists in the air. Uh, I'm not really into that <laughs> so it's, it must be tough to get a to not tough but these guys must be really into the into the uh, into the sport and love what they do exactly i with diving it, there's there's a lot of confidence and trust with with your coach and I, I feel like that that's with most sports um but you know a coach being right there being able to help call you out of dives to make sure you're you're timing it out so you're not laying on your back or laying on your stomach but you're going land on your feet or, or laying on your or going to water with uh, with your head and hands is going to be vital to be able to kind of take those next steps as an athlete trying new and more difficult dives. Which and diving is all about the degree of difficulty and then trying to get the highest score you can on that and to be able to to perform well. And um, you know you've got to have a lot of confidence in, in your abilities, which I feel like our athletes are going to be able to go to Birmingham and do that. Um, just a couple months ago, for one of our other competitions, we stopped by at the the same. Uh, the same uh, aquatic center at the Crossplex, just to give our divers and our swimmers some some experience in that pool, because a lot of them have never competed there. And I think them having some familiarity with with those boards is going to help tremendously once we get there next week. Yeah, familiarity with the boards and the the atmosphere around the with the visual aspect of it has to be uh, very important. Uh, we'll move on to the swimming now, Coach. Uh, you guys hosted the NSICS uh, champion or NSISC uh, championships at Delta State. Uh, talk about that event, being able to host that and uh, and show off your aquatic center, which I believe is fairly new. Um, but uh, boy, it is one of the best. Uh, it's I think it's one of the only ones in the state. Well, it's, we're, right now we're, we're the only university that sponsors swimming and diving at the state, whether it be Division One, Two, II, or Three. Um, and it, it, the Aquatic Center uh, they they broke ground in 1999, opened in 2001, and it really is one of the fastest and best aquatic centers in the South region. Uh, it is a very very fast pool, just the way they designed it. Um, and we've hosted the conference championships here for the past 17 years, 
And I'll tell you what, the atmosphere at this facility and my opinion is you're able to send some of your, you know, your friends and family and all your uh, teammates and, and having a lot of people you go to class with and your professors up in the stands cheering you on, it, it definitely creates a great atmosphere. Now, you'll send a few folks, uh, swimmers, obviously, to the uh, to the championships next week. Um, let's talk about a couple of those. And first, we'll talk talk about Melanie Tombers, who is a 10-time NCAA All-American. will be seated first in the 400-meter, uh, or the 400 IM, excuse me, with a time that I'm not even going to read out because I I think my time was double what her time is when I was in high school doing this thing. Uh, but speak about, uh, talk about her and about uh, a few of these other athletes, uh, Coach. You guys must have a heck of a recruiting budget because you got folks from Germany, uh, France, um, Brazil on the team, uh, but uh, really, uh, you're really at the top of the uh, top of the echelon here in the NCAA swimming uh, Division Two championships. Well, we, we've got a very diverse squad for sure on both sides of the women's. We've got people from all over the country, from Alaska to New York to Florida to Texas, and, and all over the world. And Melly's been with us uh, for the past four years. Her older brother uh, swam at the team as well. Uh, she's been fantastic. She's she's been one of our hardest training groups. Distance swimming and her discipline is her best event is the four I am, which is arguably one of the toughest events that's out there. You've got to have tremendous discipline in all four strokes. You know, right now she's sitting first uh, going into the championships and she's swimming with a tremendous amount of confidence this season. She's been able to go multiple lifetime best times, uh, which is great for a senior to be able to do that before we even get to the biggest stage. And, uh, you know, she tried some different events and she won. Uh, the 200 Butterfly Conference this past year, which she really had never competed until a couple meets ago. And uh, she ended up setting our school record and narrowly missed the conference record in it. And uh, that's going to bode well for her going into national championships. She's she's uh, one of our most versatile athletes we've ever had come through the program for sure. She's also an excellent student. Yeah, and uh, speak about some of your uh, folk, uh, some of your swimmers on the men's side, Coach. Uh, would you have an opportunity maybe to win a, na- a national championship uh, on this side of the uh, on this side of the pool as well? I feel like we have multiple athletes on our team, uh, both on the men's and women's, that that could win an individual championship. It, it really, it, it all gets down to what happens at the meet and bringing your A game, uh, both in the morning and then bringing it at night. And uh, I, I feel like we have multiple athletes that could do it. Uh, I wouldn't want to put any pressure on them, but they've been performing very well to where I know they're capable of doing that, and that's one of their team goals and, and their individual goals to be able to do that. Our, our first national champion was uh, Justin Whitaker, who's from Texas, won at the 100 backstroke uh, earlier this century in uh, 2002, and it was it was amazing to be able to help put our program on the map with Ronnie Myers coaching at the time. But with him now as our athletic director, we definitely want to try to to build off of the, that success that we've had in the past. And, and being able to do it in Birmingham would be fantastic because that's essentially a home meet for us. We're, we're the closest institution uh, to that championship side of, of most of the Division II schools. So we, we do feel like it's in our backyard. I We have we have multiple guys. Um, some of them are juniors and seniors. We have Cody LaVoy, who's seated very high and also individual events or uh, individual medley events. Uh, we have two guys uh, in breaststroke, Sam Frosky and Alex Beach, who both finaled last year in both the 100 and 200 breaststroke, uh, which is arguably one of the, the deepest uh, bets in terms of uh, being top-heavy and having a lot of talent in those events. Unfortunately, we've been right in the mix with those two guys. Um, and we also have a very, very good sprint freestyle, and Matias Guru has is, been ranked number one in different events throughout the year. And, and he's been looking fantastic in the water. So I, I feel like we've got a great chance not only individually, but uh, it would also mean a lot to this program to be able to, to get up on the top of the podium and, and one of the one of the relay events, whether it be on the women's side or the men's as well. Yeah, these championships uh, for the swimming and diving will take place on March 8th through the 11th in Birmingham. And, uh, of course, the diving preliminary competition will be on March uh, 7th. Coach, I don't want to let you get out of here uh, without asking you about this. I've seen a couple of things in the works around the Ridgeland area uh, to build an aquatic center for the uh, for the swim teams in the Jackson metro area. Uh, I believe there's a, a natatorium they swim in down on the coast as well. MHSAA is really putting or trying to put some uh, some effort behind the swimming. I saw you had two swimmers on your roster from Mississippi. Um 
how big of a shot in the arm would that be for your program being the only program in the state that does uh, swimming and diving uh, to have a huge aquatic center in the central mississippi area dedicated to these swimmers and swim teams in the uh, in the state of mississippi I, I think it can only help and promote and build the sport of swimming and diving. I, I truly believe that. Uh, and I, I feel like the more uh, aquatic centers and uh, emphasis on putting the best facilities together in the state is only going to promote and build the sport, not only nationally or within the state, but also internationally. And uh, I know one of one of the articles that mentioned uh, some of the recent aquatic centers that have been built over the country, and that they reference one of the ones that's in my hometown, Greensboro, North Carolina. And uh, I, I tell you what, the, the events they've been able to put on there has been fantastic, and they're really helping build and promote the sport of swimming and diving in that area. And that area is, is thriving now with, with athletes wanting to learn to swim. It, swimming is, is also one of the few sports out there that it, it can save your life if you know how to do it or save someone else's. Um, you know, drowning is one of the one of the biggest risks that we have in in the Mississippi Delta, and, and being able to promote and build the sport, and from a safety standpoint, would be fantastic. And I, I'm behind it 100. percent yeah, I'm all, uh, as a former sw- uh, swimmer in high school, uh, we swam outside in the uh, at the beginning of October, and that's not very fun, because <laughs> it's very cold uh, in the morning when you have to when you have to get out there and, uh, and do that. Uh, Coach Murray, thanks so much for joining us this morning. Uh, your uh, team, like I said, will compete over in Birmingham on March 8th through the 11th, 26 swimmers so, uh, and divers, so good luck to you guys. Congratulations on t- a great season, and we look forward to having you again on MPB Season Pass. Sounds great. Thanks very much for having me, and go Delta. Yes, yes, very much so. Uh, really rooting for Delta State. I can't wait to watch this stuff. I love, uh, I love the swimming and diving. I, I, I love Delta State. I love that they have this this swim team. I followed them for a while. Uh, with the swimming and diving, it's ridiculous that Mississippi uh, doesn't have more swimming and diving teams. So hey, I'm, I'm throwing all my fanhood behind Delta State. So hopefully they come home with a couple of national championships. Thanks to Coach Murray for joining us. We'll be right back. We'll talk some Alcorn State basketball with their head coach. Boy, what a season it has been! 17 and 11, the Braves going for. The win number 18 tonight against Texas Southern. We'll hear from their head coach next. It's MPB Season Pass. News you can trust in radio built around you. Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Hi, I'm Dr. Jimmy Stewart. Join me each Thursday for Southern Remedy Kids and Teens on MPB Think Radio. Each week we talk with you about the health issues that are facing your children. From acne to concussions to diaper rashes and tonsils, from potty training to allergies to braces, and everything in between. It's Mississippi's free weekly pediatric clinic on the radio. Listen to any of our episodes on demand through the MPB Public Radio app and online at mpbonline.org. Southern Remedy Kids and Teens, this morning at 11 on MPB Think Radio. Informative MPB news stories, the local shows you love, up-to-date severe weather info, and the state and worldwide reach telling the story of Mississippi. You're listening to MPB Think Radio. Mississippi Public Broadcasting presents Melvin Williams' Down Home Gospel. With this show, Melvin Williams' Down Home Gospel, I'm kind of going to take you on a little journey. You're going to get vintage, traditional gospel music right here on MPB. Premiering March 4th at 6 p.m. on MPB Television. Nora McInerney isn't interested in small talk. I want the big talk. So her podcast cuts right to the heart of human tragedy. Everybody has these kinds of pain, and it's different brands for all of us, but that is a way of connecting. Nora McInerney's podcast, Terrible, Thanks for Asking, this afternoon on All Things Considered from NPR News. Today at 4 on NPB Think Radio. This is MPB Think Radio. Mississippi is our mission. MPB season pass on MPB Think Radio. Sam Wells 
going solo today as Jay White is out and should be back next week. Thanks to Joy Lee McNeilis, the head uh, women's basketball coach at USM, for coming on the program. Don't forget tomorrow night, 65 and over. If you show your ID and you, uh, you get into Reed Green Coliseum for free uh, to watch the Lady Golden Eagles take on the Lady Texters of Louisiana Tech for the three seed in CUSA and the first round buy in the conference tournament. Also, uh, Coach Danelle Murray and the, the uh, swimming and diving team of Delta State will be competing in the NCAA D2 Championships next week in Birmingham. It's March 8th through the 11th. We'll put a link up uh, with the podcast on uh, of, uh, how you can watch this. I think you can watch it on NCAA uh, on the NCAA uh, on the NCAA website. I think you can do that. So we'll try and, uh, and and hunt down that information and post it as we want everybody in the state of Mississippi to get behind Delta State. What a big opportunity this is! Twenty six swimmers and divers heading to the national championships for an opportunity at glory, really a national title for the state of Mississippi, which we haven't had one uh, in a while. <laughs> I don't remember the last one. Uh, maybe Devin Britton in tennis uh, for uh, for Ole Miss, uh, or perhaps a couple of track and field deal uh, track and field events uh, last season, maybe. Um, but uh, swimming and diving be a big deal to get uh, a D two uh, national championship from Delta State. As I said, Jay is out today, but he spoke yesterday with Alcorn State head basketball coach Montez Robinson ahead of tonight's game against Texas Southern. The Braves have really had an incredible season. Uh, as you know, the SWAC scheduling is not the the easiest. They went on the road a pretty good bit at the beginning of the season. They have a 17-11 and 11 record. They will be going for win number 18 uh, tonight against Texas Southern. And uh, Jay uh, sat down with him yesterday and began the conversation asking Coach Robinson what his expectations were for this team going into the 2016-17 season. You're listening to MPB Season Pass on MPB Think Radio. Uh, I really didn't think about just wins and losses. You know, one of the first things was just going into the program and just trying to instill some discipline and some accountability. Uh, one of the things um, that was talked about in the um, interview process was just just holding the guys accountable, making sure they were going to class and just keeping them focused and, uh, and setting goals and objectives. Um you know the X's and O's. You know they kind of they've been they've been there for for years, and um, you know we just you know you had guys that really wanted to play, really wanted some coaches, and um, that was what the program was lacking. And um, I just came in and just tried to instill some discipline, some accountability, and um, um, go in and just ask the guys what they wanted, what 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 were the things they wanted to achieve, and I wanted to give them what they wanted, and just try to do those things. At the beginning of this season, what were the goals for the team? Because I, I, you know, I was just uh, in preparation for this a little bit. I was looking at an article for last year. Alcorn was big tenth uh, uh, preseason headed into last year, your first year there, and then you know this year the the expectations for what was largely the same team uh, very different. And then even even above that, you guys have exceeded what a lot of people's expectations were. Uh, so when you guys were practicing, getting ready for the season. Uh, what were your expectations, and what did you think, and the guys think that this team could do this year? Well, um, we, we didn't set any goals as far as you know wins and losses. What we wanted to do, we just wanted to get out there and just bust our butts day in and day out. Mm-hmm. You know, and I told the guys, if you guys did that, you do the little things, small and simple things, great things come to pass. You do those small and simple things that the wins and losses will take care of itself, and the, the wins will started to add up more than um, than the losses would. You know, and it was a situation like you said last year. Just coming in, being picked tenth, we just wanted to get in there and compete night, day in and um, and night. And um, and within the same thing this year, we um, only returned three scholarship guys from last year's team. And um, you know, just going out recruiting a lot of the freshmen. We got six freshmen on this year's team, um, three sophomores, three juniors, and three seniors. Um, and uh, three of those guys are a walk on. Um, um, and we just wanted to just compete day, um, every day. Montez Robinson, our guest, head basketball coach at Alcorn State. And you're recruiting, it seems, you know, one of the problems that the SWAC teams deal with is that you have guys that have fallen to your league because there are other people that wouldn't take gambles on them, that SWAC coaches, you know, kind of afforded the ability to take uh, those gambles and then, you know, transfers, things like that. And so there seems, there's always so much turnover on the rosters in the SWAC. I mean, it's it's hard to develop, you know, any kind of roster chemistry for a lot of these teams. It's not, I mean, that's not, you know, hard and fast across the league, but for a lot of them, this is a deal that they, uh, a thing they deal with on a week, a uh, year-to-year basis. So, you know, 
you mentioned six guys coming in, uh, six freshmen coming in. Is that something that you've you've worked to try to combat and uh, you know get a group of ten, twelve guys that are going to be together uh, for a handful of years? Well, you know, um, just want to really have a good mixture of um, kids, but you know, because we were faced with when I took the job, postseason ban, couldn't go to a postseason, had limited practice time, um, had limited games that we can play. Um, so you, we, we couldn't bring in a lot of junior college kids or a lot of transfers because that was one of the things that had plagued all corner in the past was bringing a lot of junior college, a lot of transfers, and old guys in there and leaving within a semester or within that first year. Yeah. Um, so we just wanted to bring in a, um, some freshmen, some guys that um, had a, a good academic base and that was going to be students first and foremost. And, um, you know, and I brought in a couple of junior college guys that had good good academics in junior college and, um, and, you know, for us, it wasn't that guys were legal when I got there. You know, I, I actually, we actually graduated five seniors last year, guys that wasn't expected to graduate. We actually awesome. um, just held them accountable to the classroom, and they graduated. This year I'm going to have uh, four guys that's going to graduate with their bachelor's degree. So we're actually, we're, we're turning them over, but they're turning it over with a bachelor's degree. It's not just they're leaving and going to other programs. And, um, you know, and I, I tried to, uh, within my transfers, um, just try to get a grad transfer. Like I, my first year, I brought in Patrick Gawanu. Patrick Gawanu transferred from Detroit Mercy, um, but he had his bachelor's degree. Um, this this year, we brought in Denzel Doolin. Denzel Doolin was a grad transfer, transferred from Bethune Cookman, where I was an assistant at. And um, you know, bringing some guys would have been in a di- different place with a different culture, a different um, experience, coming in and get some of these young guys a, a different perspective on, on how college basketball is supposed to do to help with the coaching staff and showing them, you know, you got to be accountable day in and day out um, if we plan on being successful. So, you know, I kind of uh, credit those things to um, helping us along this, this, this journey we've been on. You want to talk a little bit about Reginald Johnson, the season he's had, Marquise Vance, who's uh, a guy that the, the program has leaned on for a while now. But Reginald kind of, it seemed like, he kind of came out of nowhere to be the guy that offensively you've really leaned on this year. Oh, uh, we call him Monster. Um, <laughs> uh, and uh, he's six four, about two fifty five, two sixty, just a man down in the post. Um, but he, he's 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 been a scoring machine since he was in high school. He was Louisiana Mister Basketball, um, so he always can score. But he's one of those guys just doesn't complain, doesn't great, um, you know, and he's really just helped other guys buy into accepting their role. He's been a guy that's came off the bench for me the last two years, um, hasn't even started a game, and um, he's leading us in scoring and leading us in rebounds. Um, he's just one of those guys he knows is going to play starter minutes, um, and he's just staying the day out, coach, whatever you need, I'm going to do it. And he gets in the game, and he just gives guys problems. Um, you know, it's the situation where most big guys that are 6'8", 6'9", they can't guard him because, He's um, to be his size and be that big. He's still mobile than the rest of them. Then, if you get a smaller guy on him, he's going to put that smaller guy in the basket um, because he can't hold him in the post. So he just, um, just he's he's a matchup problem day yeah. in and day out. Um, it's, it's just the same as Marquise Vance. Marquise Vance is probably my second best ball handler on the team at, at six seven two six five, and I play him from the one through the five. You know, those guys just provide so many just matchup problems. Coach McNair um, that, on you to you use know, some of these guys on the football field? Uh, yeah, he, he's, he's definitely he's definitely had both of those guys. Uh, I got another one that's about uh, about six nine, about two sixty five, and um, he's at oh. he's trying to get him. A monster was all state. Uh, Reginald Johnson, he was all state uh, football as well in the state of Louisiana. Um, so you know, I got I got versus versus kids and um, guys <laughs> that can do multiple things, and that's kind of what we do in the recruiting aspect. You know, I always tell my some tell tell my assistants. You got to go out and get guys that can do multiple things and can um, play two to three positions because that fits in what what I do in the different schemes I run on offense. Then, you right, know, so we can we can coach the defense and get them to play and get them to guard. Um, but you know, it's kind of hard to teach a guy at once he gets to this level how to throw it in motion. You know, you got to already come with some of those offense skills. Yep. So, coach, you guys have won eleven in a row and 13-3 uh, and three in the league, and you have a, an opportunity to not up Texas Southern. Uh, have your guys, have they had an opportunity to stop and and kind of take notice of what it is they're doing, and specifically at Alcorn, the historical aspect of, of the winning that they're doing right now? On the backside of things, but I won't let them let up. You know, it's one of the things, you know, just uh, 
what we're telling what we're preaching um, every day, just concentrate on the task at hand. It's just the next game. Don't look at the streak. Don't look at um, <laughs> what we can accomplish. Just concentrate on this one. Yeah. Do what we've been doing all year is just um, trying to go out um, every game and just compete. Uh, win the rebound award, win the turnover award, win the free throw award, and win the 50 50 award. And if you do those things, it's, you're going to come out on the um, other end nine times out of ten pretty successful. I don't know how the, the schedule maker did it, but he put you guys in Texas Southern the first game of the conference schedule, then all the way back down here at the end. That's, uh, that's pretty good. And it was 67 65 last time, a very close game. So I'm anticipating another good one. We wish you all the best in the SWAC tournament. If anything holds true, to what has happened the last three or four years with the SWAC. I mean, you guys are going to be, if you don't win the tournament, there's going to be a really good chance you guys land somewhere and have some postseason. You know, we, we've had some invites. We've been already invited to CBI, CIT, wow. um, the Vegas 16. Um, it's just right now we're still up under uh, um, a postseason ban. This is our last year uh, where we're faced with the postseason ban. Uh, we've done everything that the um, NCAA has asked us since I've gotten a job, improving the team GPA, which it went from a 2.0 to a 2.8, um, graduating the six guys, um, graduating guys this year, and we um, um, finished this past season with an APR score of 1,000. Wow. So uh, with them doing those things, they, they definitely uh, um, let our um, compliance people know that uh, we will um, – be lifted off the postseason ban and get all of our practice time back. We've been at, we had limited practice time, yeah. limited days as everybody else in the country that can practice limited hours and uh, which we had to go, go, uh, put those hours towards study hall time, which we did, uh, which is, is, is wow. worked out um, for the best. Coach, congratulations on a great season so far. We hope it finishes as well as it possibly can for you. Thanks for coming on with us. Thank you. I appreciate it. And uh, I just want to say one more thing. If um, all of the folks in the round of Mr. Garrett are listening, we do have a um, first round at um, um, at Allcorn at Whitney Arena on March 7th at 7 p.m. Please come out and show your support for us in the SWAC tournament. There you go. Coach, thanks so much again. Appreciate you coming on. Thank you guys for having me. That was Coach uh, Robinson from Alcorn State as uh, the Braves. He has really, really done a magnificent job there. What a season that they are having. Unfortunately, uh, not going to be available for postseason. um, But nevertheless, Montez Robinson really turned that program around. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Some big-time baseball coming up this weekend in the state of uh, Mississippi. Actually, it's not in the state, but it involves our state teams. There's a tease. I'll tell you about it when we get back. It's MPB Season Pass. Listen to stories and shows. Go to mpbonline.org. You work hard to offer a high-quality, unique product, and you need an audience that appreciates this. MPB listeners go out of their way to find diverse perspectives and award-winning news and programming. Make our audience your audience with an MPB underwriting credit. For more information, Go to mpbonline.org. From the Capitol steps to your front door, MPB News covers the state like no one else. Our team of award-winning journalists keeps you informed on the news affecting your life. MPB News, online at mpbonline.org and on MPB Think Radio. Hi, I'm Dr. Jimmy Stewart. Join me each Thursday for Southern Remedy Kids and Teens on MPB Think Radio. Each week we talk with you about the health issues that are facing your children. From acne to concussions to diaper rashes and tonsils, from potty training to allergies to braces, and everything in between. It's Mississippi's free weekly pediatric clinic on the radio. Listen to any of our episodes on demand through the MPB Public Radio app and online at mpbonline.org. Southern Remedy Kids and Teens, this morning at 11 on MPB Think Radio. Welcome back, MPB Season Pass on MPB Think Radio. Sam Wells in with you by myself. Jay White will be back hopefully next week. I know we made that promise last week, but we really mean it this time. He might be back next week. 
so uh, hopefully Jay uh, uh, will uh, is will be recovered from his illness and he'll be back. Dr. Jimmy Stewart has just arrived. He is ready to take your questions and calls next on Southern Remedy Kids and Teens. But I figured I'd close the program out and tell you about some baseball going on. Big time stuff this weekend. Mississippi State heads west to take on Oregon. I hope Mississippi State's baseball uniforms are up to par, and I hope they brought enough because Oregon is going to be wearing all kinds of crazy stuff over there with their uh, in their baseball uh, series. State will play them in the three-game series this weekend. New stadium over there in Oregon as well as they've rev- revived the program. I guess Oregon got agitated that Oregon State won a couple of national titles a few years back. And they have resurrected their program and really haven't missed a beat. (laughs) They've been very good over the last few seasons. Mississippi State will have them in a three-game series. Southern Miss will head to Lafayette, Louisiana to take on the Raging Cajuns in a three-game set this weekend. Uh, Raging Cajuns is one of the best programs usually in the country. Not quite as as uh, as good as they have been over the last few years, uh, but still nevertheless very good and solid program down there. USM and Coach Scott Barry will be looking for a big-time series victory and probably the toughest schedule and, uh, and series of the weekend. Ole Miss is traveling to Texas to, uh, to play at Minute Maid Park in Houston. They are playing in a tournament that is going to involve a lot of big-time programs. Ole Miss will play Baylor, who's in the top ten in many polls. They'll play Texas Tech uh, on Saturday, who is uh, number 11. Ole Miss is number 10. Uh, and uh, they'll play TCU on Sunday. TCU is the number one baseball uh, pl- uh, team in the nation right now in many poll on all the polls. That tournament also will have uh, LSU involved in the tournament as well as Texas A&M. Ole Miss, of course, will play them later in the season. So uh, the Rebels have a very, very tough schedule, uh, and they'll have a really tough tournament this weekend, and they lost their first game of the year against the Memphis Tigers um, a couple of days ago. Memphis is kind of old Mrs. Kryptonite when it comes to baseball. So good luck to all of our teams as they hit the road for big series in faraway locations, Houston, Eugene, Oregon, and Lafayette, Louisiana. We want to thank all of our guests who are on the program with us today. Joy Lee McNeilis. Southern Miss will take on Louisiana Tech tomorrow night, 6 p.m., 65 and over. Show your ID and you get in for free as they'll be looking for their uh, third place and a bye in the conference tournament next week. Also tonight, Montez Robinson's Alcorn State Braves will take on uh, Texas Southern um, in uh, swag basketball. They're looking to get their 18th win of the year, which is just crazy. And um, Coach Murray and the Delta State Swimming and Diving will be in the national championships next week in Birmingham. March 8th through the 11th. The diving, the, the preliminary diving starts on the 7th. So Donnell Murray and his program are doing a whale of a job for the state of Mississippi.